See that no one misleads you. The Bible is clear that the last days will be filled with false teachers, deception, mockers, lawlessness, those who love themselves, those who will be unloving and unholy, those without self-control, those who will pretend to know God, yet they are simply whitewashed tombs. There will be no great end times revival, just a great last day's deception. Scripture warns that people will creep into their churches unaware. Who are those creeping in and why are they doing it? The church in the last days will be full of compromise, deception, and a lack of discernment. Life clips will contend earnestly for the faith, as Jude 3 instructs. Warning, the red light has been turned on. Grab your Bible. It's time to expose the dark. I'm Ethiopian Addis, but my family is originally from Eritrea. So in 1998, when the war between Ethiopia and Eritrea started, my dad deported to Eritrea. My dad decided to let all the teenagers at home, which is my brothers and my cousin, um, speak to Kenya. And that's when they met Jesus. My question, and that is why I'm airing this today, is you can hear what I hear. What Jesus did she actually encounter? So I was in Tessany for three days, and the third night I was been in, um, we had to sleep outside because it was hot. And, and I heard a voice. There was a big light, it, it was somebody flashing the light on your eyes, and then I heard the voice saying, "Is this was even that And then I woke up. I woke my mom up. I was like, "I can't see. I can't see." She was like, "Of course you can't see. It's pitch black up here." I'm like, no, I can't see the dark. You see, nobody can see the dark. She just said, like, just go back to sleep. And I woke up the next morning. I was like, thank God I can see. I just want Jesus. He was like, what are you talking about? He wasn't sure if I was a spy or working with the police. So he was like, what are you talking about? I'm like, listen, I'm like, I need Jesus. And he was just like, but what, like, I don't know what you're talking about. So he kind of trying to figure it out. You know, if I was really needing Jesus or just trying to find a way to get into the building. He let me in and I told him, you know, about the dream that I had. And he led me to, you know, the prayer. And that's when I received Jesus. <laughs> and after that, he asked my name. I told him. And he was like, how did you know about this place? I'm like, yeah, my brother's coming. He was like, you that Eden? I'm like, yep. He's like, we've been praying for you for three years. And then after eight months, I got baptized. And then soon as that day I met Jesus, I felt like I became a tree. So I feel like that's the only way I look at my life all the time. It's like I am that tree that God planted in this world. And I feel like I get it from Passion City. By being there, I can be that tree that's been planted to say yes to Jesus all the time. When I came to Passion City, I was able to see how I can be the light just to be a person they can call to be able to help other people and just to spread the light and the generosity of what we're here for. So that really gave me a room how I can be a light in the city from the little small thing that I have. So that took up the excuse of my time and I'm busy. I don't have a lot of money resources to give. So you find a way to be the light because there's so many ways you can do it. I truly think all of that sounds great on paper. However, 
I still don't understand any of that. It just seems like some really good words put in a video. Yes, we are to be the light, but expound upon that. If I was somebody who had never heard the gospel, if I was somebody who never understood who Jesus is and what he did for me, at the end of that, I still would not know. Faith were two separate things. And in the last five years or so, really listening to God's clear call to, to, to make it obvious to me the way in which he's using my faith through my own profession. Um, and being up here a year ago, it, I have story after story of the people who have reached out to me in my own company and other companies who have connected with me and said, help me with how I hear God's word in my own profession. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. And other companies who have connected with me and said, help me with how I hear God's word in my own profession. Surely you can't be serious. I don't know. Maybe y'all think I'm crazy, but why would you even ask somebody that? Help me hear God's word? Well, I don't know. Maybe just crack it open and read it for yourself. And then clearly you can read exactly what God is saying. Buzz terms here, guys. This is the churches of today, and it only gets worse. And all of this, by the way, is from Passion City Church. If you're taking notes uh, today, and I hope that you are, uh, the title of this collection of talks is called Simid Nap. Simid Nap. Okay, so I'll spell it. C-I-M. Those of you who are taking notes, just checking nobody's taking notes. Okay, so there's no need for me to spell it. Uh, but I'll spell it anyway. Thank you. Uh, C-I-M-E-D-N-A-P. Now you can understand why we didn't really push that out on social media. Come to the new collection of talks at Passion City Church. Simidnap. But Simidnap is simply pandemic spelled backwards. It's quite pungent. Because what we're hoping to see God do is to restore what's been lost in a global crisis. That doesn't make sense. Now, you may say when you hear that today, I don't want to hear the word pandemic ever again. And please don't take us back to 2020. So what does a real shepherd say? That's what the Bible does for the Christian and the church. We are able to look through the word of God, the lens, and by these optics, take that which is far and bring it near take that which is blurry and make it clear can i say hindsight 2020 pun intended to the year in the rear rear view see the church the true church was not confused during those seasons i already i'm already on board with all the headlines and all the noise. The true church that had the telescope was able to take the things that were far and bring them near and to make discerning decisions based on the responsibility and role of the church and the Christian. We were able to take the things that were blurry and confusing and make them clear. But 
the reality is now we've kind of gotten to the place where we, we feel like we've made it through. But the question that we're still asking is, but are we over it? What in the name? No! And I think it's maybe the right time now that there's a little distance and a little healing and a little restoration to maybe ask that question, to look back and to trust God for full restoration for what we've been through. Uh, we have sort of a problem here. That doesn't mean that God can somehow wave a magic wand and replace things that are gone. It just means that God's promise in every season is that he is the God who restores. There has been a geographic shift in America. There also has been a mark made on our psyche. I don't think anybody would say, no, I am totally fine. Uh, I'm doing 100% great. There was nothing left on me and my psyche based on everything that we went through. It left a mark on our physical health. It left a mark on our socialization. I don't accept that. It left a mark on our spiritual lives. It left a mark on the church, for sure. The church is not the same church as it was in 2019. In some ways good, some ways not so good. It made a mark on our norms, on our education, on our employment, on our families, on our relationships. There has been a mark made, and we have to really take stock and understand that maybe we're moving through it, but for sure we're likely not over it. That doesn't make sense. I just can't listen, so you guys can listen to the rest. I really try to click through this so you guys could hear it but from that point forward I was done so I believe yes the church has definitely seen a change and I believe God was showing us the true church versus the churches like this and no COVID never left a mark on my psyche in no way shape or form it did not dictate my life it did not change my life if anything, it catapulted me into speaking truth more boldly, more audaciously. So no, Louis Giglio, it might have affected you and your congregants because you are not a true shepherd. So I'm going to finish this week's RLE. Again, the link to this will be in the description box. Feel free to watch it. I would love to know your comments after watching his wokeism in its entirety. So normally I don't comment like this in this length of time on RLEs. I really don't like to. That's why I use memes. But this is getting to a place now, y'all, where the world is truly waxing worse and worse and worse. It's not going to get better. And we have to stand up, speak out, and speak loudly in these last days. Oh, I've chosen my words carefully.